When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Communication is key. Welcome to the Windy City Podcast. Showtime. We were talking to Nick Foles yesterday, and he said, you know, sometimes play calls come in, and I know that I don't have time to execute that play call. And, you know, I'm the one out here getting hit. Sometimes the the guy calling the plays, Matt Nagy, he doesn't know how much time there is back here. And so that's something that they have to get worked out. An ugly loss for the Bears on Monday night. Thank you for putting on the Windy City Podcast. I really, really appreciate when you leave a review that is huge for the podcast, huge for me. Thank you oh so much. So Brian Greasy on the broadcast with four minutes roughly left in the game just talks about a conversation he had with Nick Foles who is just getting relaxed at some point and talking out on his coach. I'm like, look, he sends in these plays. and he, I just don't think he has any clue that I've got less than three seconds to get rid of the football. Foles was sacked four times, hit eight times, and he got rid of the football on Monday night in under three seconds. Seventh fastest release time of any quarterback this week, and yet he's getting hit that much. I don't have to tell you what you already know, the Bears' offensive line is straight brutal. But what I do find interesting is communications and trust, right? Here's Foles talking to Greasy, former quarterback. They're having a nice discussion. Foles feels comfortable. He gives Greasy some real stuff. And then Greasy, who I'm thinking did a great job of being super nice and fun, well, all of a sudden he's like, you know what, that was sweet, and I just ran out of things to say. So I'm going to talk about what uh, Nick Foles said to me and just hope that it's okay. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it is, by the way. They, they, Nick Foles and Matt Nagy can get together and have a real conversation about what's going on with this offense. I don't think it's some end-of-the-world thing that Brian Greasy is outing uh, what Nick Foles told him, told him. But this was I thought that actually Matt Nagy handled it great. I, I don't I don't know we you, you'll have to whenever you talk to Nick just kind of see where he's at with that I I that's not Nick and I have a pretty good relationship and he hasn't said I mean he'll probably explain what he meant by that and then Nick Foles did the best that he possibly could yeah um that was definitely a miscommunication with Brian and I um you know we do these pregame um conversations the day before the game just to give them information um that conversation uh coach Nagy and I have a great great conversation on the, the sidelines. So there might be times where we, we go through it beforehand and say, hey, what do you think? And there's times where you got to get the ball out quick and whatnot. 
But um, in those situations, like Matt and I have a great relationship on the sideline with con conversations and everything. I think, you know, in that situation with Brian, it was just a miscommunication of words because that's not what um, I was trying to uh, bring across in that conversation. So now it's up to the Bears to go from here, right? And this is what I think is very interesting for the Chicago Bears, now 5-2. and two. If you saw the news today, Adam Shaheen just signed a two-year contract extension with the Miami Dolphins. Shaheen playing better in Miami, not Pro Bowl quality, but playing better in Miami than he did with the Bears. Getting more money, he's going to have more catches, more touchdown passes by the end of the season than he probably had in his entire Bears career. And now he's getting paid. Why am I bringing up Adam Shaheen? I'm bringing up Adam Shaheen because... Part of the goal of being a good head coach and good football team is that you develop your players. Adam Shaheen was a second-round draft pick. He was coming out of little-known Ashland University. All right? He needed an organization to truly develop him. The Bears failed Adam Shaheen. His best years were with or one year, was with John Fox. And then it got worse when Matt Nagy was here. That is not a feather in the cap of Nagy, right? Not at all. And then, let's look at Monday night. Oh, is that Leonard Floyd in the backfield sacking Nick Foles twice? Is that Leonard Floyd playing better with the Rams than he ever played with the Bears? Oh, it is. Yeah, that is exactly what that is. I mean, that's a problem. And again, Leonard Floyd's not going to the Hall of Fame either, but he's playing better with L.A. And don't tell me it's just because, well, he's got Aaron Donald there. He had Khalil Mack. He had Akeem Hicks. Somehow, someway, the Bears are just not doing this right. I mean, how good could David Montgomery be in the right system? I think really good. How good could Cordero Patterson be running the football for another team? Not that good. Why is he doing it here? I think that's obvious. Why in the world is Ted Ginn Jr. ever returning a punt? The Bears saw him do it one time, and that was enough. Like his first punt return, he catches it, goes three miles an hour. Like, that's the punt returner? That's your evaluation? There's no one else on the roster that can do it? Okay, you're cut. What else does he do? He made one catch? I mean, come on. There's a million talented guys out there you would think that could return a punt better than that. I'm not saying be Deion Sanders back there, but better than what Ted Ginn Jr. is doing. I could almost do what Ted Ginn Jr. is doing. Okay, fine, I couldn't, but you get the point. There is a talent evaluation, a talent development issue that's going on. I haven't even mentioned Mitchell Trubisky, right? Have the Bears developed Mitchell Trubisky as best to the, that, they, that they possibly can? I don't think so. Is he going to be Mitch Tannehill? I mean, Ryan Tannehill looks real good down there in Tennessee. He sucked with the Dolphins. It wouldn't just be the Bears that don't necessarily develop their players. By the way, there is a connection there, the Dolphins and Adam Shaheen, but it's a different coaching staff in Miami now. Brian Flores is doing a great job down there. Certainly doing better with Adam Shaheen. So this is all on the table for the Bears going forward. 
Is Matt Nagy going to continue to call plays? What do you say, Matt? Yeah, you know, I like I said, I, I always um, I look at all that, and and uh, that's the very first thing that I look at is that. And so I, I talk to our coaches, and we talk through that that whole process. And I, I am I'm really honestly not opposed to there. There's there's no um, opposition from me if we feel like that that's what the issue is, um, and. And so we, we look at that uh, right now where we're at. Um, that's, that's not where we think it's at, but at the same point in time, I'm going to, I'll always uh, continue each week to look at it. I mean, I'll say this too, when you're in a little bit of a rut, like we are a lot of bit of a rut, like we are right now, um, you have to look at everything. And sometimes even if it's just a little bit of a change somewhere too, uh, you have to, you have to be able to do that. No, no one here, coach and or player has, too big of an ego to think that it's not them right as a player or a coach so we just we talk through those those kind of decisions and uh you know we just keep evaluating and rolling and, and seeing where we're at hey matt here's the problem with that you have to be the one hey bill lazor do you think that i should continue to call plays well yes coach i think you should you hired me here i need to partner with you i'm here to support you I don't feel comfortable quite yet in year one telling you after seven games that you suck and I should take over the play calling duties. By the way, if I do that and, I get, and I'm not good at it, then I'm getting fired. Matt Nagy's got to be the guy to do it. Hey, I want to try something different. I know it's putting you in an odd spot, but I think, you're, I think you'll be great at it. I want to take myself out of the equation. I just want to sit back and see what it looks like. I'm not 100% certain that I don't want to step back in there, but I am 100% certain that I want to see you do it this week. And for the next three weeks, it's not a one-week thing. I want you to settle in. And by the way, I'm right here to support you. That would be true leadership from a head coach, wouldn't it? That would be sweet. And how much more evidence does Matt Nagy need to see that, eh, you know what, this ain't great. This just ain't great. I, 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 I can be doing something better. I don't know what it is right now, but... Let me let me at least work on it. By the way, hey Nick Foles, what do you think's not working on offense? Yeah, I mean, if I had the answer right now in this moment, um, we probably wouldn't be, you know, talking about it. But I'd say just, you know, keeping it real. Uh, this is this is where you test your culture. This is where you test the people you work with, whether it's the coaches and the players. Like, who are we going to be? Are we going to be in it together, or are we going to go against each other? Um, that's sort of the crossroads. And we're, we're very fortunate to be, you know, at five and two. Um, everything's in front of us. Season's not over. Um, I think that's important to remind every single person, you know, not only in the locker room, but out there, you know, the season's not over. Um, we have to continue to work through this. Conversations are important, and then obviously implementing. So that's something that the coaching staff, the players, everything we have to continue to look at ourselves in the mirror and ultimately be there for one another and go through this thing. All right. I'm not ready to kick Nick Foles to the curb at all, but my God, I hope they draft a quarterback, maybe three quarterbacks here. I mean, long-term is Nick Foles the answer? I suppose if you got a great offensive line and more play callers around, he'd do fine. But the whole point of having a great quarterback is that he makes – the rest of the team look good around him. Not that, oh, he's sweet because we have so much talent. I mean, Nick is, I think, capable, but he's definitely not elite. I think that is obvious. 
So up next, here comes Drew Brees. The schedule's got a lot of winnable games in there. Twice with the Vikings. You've got Jacksonville. You've got the Texans. They should still be able to get to 10 wins. But I guess my biggest concern right now, that back for Khalil Mack. If we take the offense out of it for just one second. Mack being in and out of practice with a bad back, and you look at his numbers last year and forget the numbers, just watch him on the field, something was missing. And when something's missing with that guy, it's always got to be physical. Because when he's 100%, he's just way, way, way too talented. So I do wonder if perhaps the miles are starting to catch up to Khalil Mack. And if that's the case, the defense is not the same. If the defense is not elite, the Bears have no chance. Thank you for checking out the Windy City Podcast. I apologize for missing for a couple of days here. A lot of transitions going on here. We have a very busy week coming up. Uh, Demarcus Ware is going to be on the show. Joe Montana is on the program. Uh, Mark Teixeira, three big guests. So I'm going to be coming at you with interviews back to back to back to back. Uh, but I wanted to talk with you today and get some Bears thoughts off my chest. And one other thing, this is the day after the World Series, and Justin Turner is testing positive for COVID and being removed in the middle of the game, and then he's back on the field to take a picture with his teammates, and he's not wearing a mask. Can we live in reality for one second? Dude, you just tested positive for COVID. I know you want to be in the picture. I know. I know, man. You don't want to miss out on the picture. You just won the World Series. Hey, bro, it's not about the picture. You played in the games. You're getting a ring. You've been on the journey for many, many years. You could take lots of pictures after you're done with your COVID. We don't need you on the field anymore without a mask doing perhaps damage to your teammates and your teammates' family. I mean, what the hell are you doing? But it is just a small little microscope picture in time of how we've got about this. And I don't want to end the podcast on a negative note. But, like, hey, man, I know you want to do exactly what you want to do all the time, whatever the hell you want. You just tested positive for COVID, you dick. Stay in the damn locker room. All right. Everybody stay safe out there. Thank you for listening to the Windy City Podcast. Bears and the Saints. Bears come back big this week. Mark it down. Bears, 24, Saints, 21. I said that with zero conviction. I'll see you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.